This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about being present in the moment. This is a question I get quite often, being that I work in the realms of the yoga community, dance community, and in raw foods. It can be easy to get lost in the past and let things come up that don't necessarily serve us in the present moment. We all have unique situations to us which cause us reflection, but What starts to happen when you sense that you are going into a place of worry, anxiety, or stress over it rather than being present? With many distractions in the current present culture that we live in through social media and so many different things that we have to take care of on a day-to-day basis, I feel like it's really important to find practices in our lives which bring us back to the present moment and peace within ourselves. Sometimes mistakes can lead towards life-changing consequences, which we must learn to accept and grow from as well, rather than it turn into guilt, self-blame, and a lot of doubt within ourselves. So although dwelling on the past and being critical on yourself may seem like a positive route towards change because we want to avoid making mistakes and, you know, excuses a lot of the time, we can also be present and reflecting on our past as we grow through whatever changes we need to as a part of our growth process, whatever may be necessary, and work towards our healing and take the actions with this consciousness to create a more positive future for ourselves. So I want to start by sharing my first real memory of letting go, and that was as a dancer when I was a little tiny tot on stage. I was probably about like three or four years old. I was probably three, and I remember I had to go on stage for the first time and I had to let go of my mom backstage. And I remember that I was kind of scared and I didn't want to go, but I had to let go in order to enjoy dancing with my friends and doing things that were necessary to perform and learn how to have fun on stage because it's pretty fun. So, you know, in regards to hanging on versus letting go of things, sometimes it is difficult because the things that we're used to are the things that are comfortable for us. A quote that I actually kind of created a couple years back, it's probably back in about 2011, was rebellion possesses the potential for magical innovation worth capturing and celebrating. When we are able to stretch the boundaries of our own mind, we make manifest the latent catalyst for origination within us. On that quote, what I mean about the rebellion aspect of it is sometimes change can be scary. Change can be something that is totally out of our comfort zone, and sometimes it ignites a lot of fear in us. But I think the rebellion takes place when we rebel against that fear, that the fear that we will have to change, because we know that in the process of making that change, we will become more self-actualized and we will actually grow into the person that we are meant to be. And it's letting go of that fear that's holding us back to experience the process of that blooming, that, that growth and that experience of our innermost guide, if you will, our innermost self being able to fulfill the task at hand and 
make the most out of the moment we have. It's a beautiful process to be able to see that in other people and within ourselves. And sometimes it's kind of scary, but it is really worth it. It allows you to experience that you are a different person in the present moment and you have the opportunities to know better and do better if you made a mistake in the past. It's important to communicate with yourself and find common ground and apply the changes that help heal yourself rather than talk down to yourself so much. In regards to addictions, I did not go through a phase in my life where I ever used drugs or alcohol. And I know that is a major source of letting go for a lot of people. And addiction can be really, really damaging to a a person's life. And everybody has even smaller addictions that can sometimes really draw them away from what their true purpose is. It can be the littlest things that trigger it sometimes, and sometimes it can be huge things that trigger it. It's individual for each person. Those habits and those tendencies can be really, really difficult to let go of. If anybody out there is dealing with an addiction problem, I do want to just say that there definitely is help available if you seek it. Having given up some addictive type behaviors in my life before, it is something that allowed me to see how much that addiction was holding me back and how capable I was without it in my life. This may seem like a bit of a unique example, but... When I practice yoga, I practice Bikram yoga, and it's 90 minutes of 105 degree heat, 26 postures, and two breathing exercises. For a while, I would bring water into the yoga room. And this is something that typically people within this style of yoga do because the room is very, very hot, and sometimes it can be really nice to quench your thirst and just kind of get your mind off of whatever you have to do and how much strain and how much stress you might be putting your body through at a given time. But the thing is, it takes about 45 minutes for your body to even really be able to absorb the water and feel like much relief from the dehydration. And I found that when I would drink water while I was in class and still having to do all of the postures, I still had stuff to get done. You know what I mean? And so when I would drink the water, it would just kind of fill me up and I would feel even more uncomfortable because when I was stretching deeper and trying to do what I needed to do, it just caused, it, it just made it uncomfortable. And I feel that addictions in life, sometimes people try to suppress other things that really just need to be worked through um, with different substances and behaviors. And when they just release it, the emotions that come up during that time are allowed to be able to be worked through rather than suppressed. That can really hold people back in a lot of ways because when you do something to yourself, it sets you back a little bit more rather than letting it go through things like healthy communication or getting the therapy that you need. Just having better communication with yourself, others, practicing meditation, being present in the moment, journaling, those things can be really, really helpful in release. As a dancer, it's something that I did go through in regards to learning a lot of different routines. I'm a choreographer now, and I do teach my students a variety of routines. I'm trained in over 30 dance styles, and I teach currently about seven. And I'm constantly giving my dancers new material to work on and new routines to work on and sometimes even within those same routines we have to change the choreography and it does relate outside into life as well because there are times where we get stuck in routines in our lives we wake up we do this we do that and then go on with our day when some of those things aren't working we have to change the pattern of behavior in order to make it work better for us 
or with my dancers. It's to work better with the music, to work better with the flow of the choreography. And I know that I really gained a lot from it and just confidence that I can change and do it quickly, learn the new patterns of behavior if necessary, and just be open to that process and just have a laser beam focus in that moment to do what needs to be done. Even just drawing an example from this past weekend, I was at a dance competition. We actually had two dance competitions this weekend. Several of my dancers had moments where they either lost track of what they were doing or they had like a moment of a slip up where they forgot what they were doing or they might have fell out of a turn or a leap or a jump or something and they ended up being just like really hard on themselves even though everybody in the audience and the judges don't even really know their specific dance routine they were like oh my god like I messed up and they just get really really hard on themselves and I just had to remind them you know you're on your own growth process whatever the judges score you you have to let go of the performance that you did and be grateful for the opportunity and just take from the experience what you will you have to let go of the guilt that you feel if you messed up and you have to cherish the good things that you had along the way the good moments that you had i also had some dancers that came off of stage and they were so pleased with their routine they loved what they did they were so proud of their growth and it was such a process over maybe the past six months that they've been working on their routine where they've gotten better and better and better each time they've done it then when it came time to get the judges awards maybe they didn't get the type of award that they wanted but i tried to remind them to remember that happiness that they felt at the end of doing their routine rather than how they felt after receiving the opinion of three people and judgment and let that be more important to them. Taking, of course, into consideration the judge's opinion about things but not letting it cause them to feel bad about themselves for not getting the score maybe that they wanted to or maybe comparing themselves to somebody else. I think comparison is really has been said to be a thief of happiness and it is absolutely true. I you know we have to really let go of that comparison of one person to another because it really prevents us from being able to appreciate all of our own capacities, all of our own capabilities and all of our own gifts. We are unique individuals. Nobody else will experience what we experience in this lifetime the way that we do. That is something just to celebrate. Our journey is our journey and we can make the best out of it or choose to complain about it. But when we let go of the comparison, when we let go of the complaining and we take action with the changes that we're able to make in the present moment, then that's where the growth happens. That's where the gratitude comes in. That's where a lot of the positivity towards what we're doing in a space which is creative and very subjective at times that's where the magic happens because you're evolving you're evolving with the world around you you're evolving with all of the flora and fauna and the plants and animals everything that's constantly changing and growing and evolving you don't want to stay at the same place whether that be Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you want to be able to be growing in all those areas of your life. Sometimes we can try to compare being present versus living in the future. Trying to plan ahead so much to the point where we can get lost in thinking about what could be and what might be because we don't want to make the same mistakes that we did in the past. It is important to let go of some of the things that we might even freak ourselves out about. Sometimes people can get really so caught up in what might become that it actually causes more stress for them in the 
present moment and that ends up getting wasted. What's really helped me along my journey just in the process of choreography or like setting a routine or something is there is the possibility to think ahead and plan ahead, but we always have to be open to improvising in the moment and improvisational dance has actually really helped me with that as well. I had amazing experiences while I was growing up as well as while I was at college at UCSD with the dance department that, you know, just amazing experiences of dancing completely in the moment, letting go of routine and structure and any type of boundary and just going for it, just going for doing whatever I felt in the moment with the people around me, doing contact improvisation where we were interacting with each other through the process, lifting each other up in the air, grabbing onto each other, like all types of things. And if you've ever had an experience with contact improvisation or in a contemporary dance class or a modern dance class, you'll know what I'm talking about and how expanding it is for you and how present you have to be in the moment and how wonderful it feels afterwards to really just feel like you get so much emotion and so much energy out through that experience that it really does transform you. I always feel totally lifted up by that and it's a great exercise. If anybody like any time when you're feeling down, I think people really love to put on music and dance, even if it's just in their house or wherever. It really can change your mood. And when we are stuck in ruts and we are afraid of letting go, it can be important to incorporate those types of activities in our process. Especially within the yoga community, I or people that are interested in practicing yoga, let's say friends of mine, they're like, how do I let go of all those wandering thoughts while I'm in the class because that's something that's very, very apparent for a lot of people. Our minds are constantly in a course of evolution. Our mind has been able to do a lot of decision-making and we've had to do a lot of decision-making for our survival, for our our well-being. And so the mind is kind of constantly going, going, going practice of yoga is sometimes letting go of the attachment to the thoughts, letting go of needing things to be a certain way, letting go of things not turning out the way that we wanted them. Just going into class, if you're going to a yoga class or approaching your practice, if you're just doing self-practice and approaching it with the sense that you're just going to do what you can for today. Maybe you had a day yesterday where you were much more open and you were much more flexible in certain areas. And today, that's just not what's happening for you. And just to be present with yourself and love yourself anyways, to do the yoga practice and focus on what you can do in that moment. That way you can bring that focus and attention to other areas in your life where you can do what you can in the moment to just be present and do the best you can in that moment. The process of incorporating healthy habits is something that I do get asked about a lot as well and being a raw foodist now it's it's been um definitely a process of letting go of a lot of things I've let go of eating meat and dairy products I've let go of eating cooked food I've let go of eating salts and oils for certain amounts of time and just eating raw fruits and vegetables And it's a very light diet in regards to it's not emotionally numbing. It's very difficult, I feel like, to feel emotionally numb. 
the same way it might be eating certain other types of foods that have different chemical compositions and different reactions to the organs and your brain and your blood. That definitely was a bit of a challenging process initially and even at certain points throughout my journey of getting to to the point where I am now. And I started out eating raw foods about almost eight years ago. And what I mean by eating raw foods, that means fruits and vegetables and that being the main source of my calories. Initially, I started out, I gradually cut a lot of things out. And the last things I actually cut out before I was entirely vegan was um, actually egg yolks and fish, which is kind of gross. But (laughs) like, I thought I needed the protein and the B12 from those, like from the research that I had done at the time, along with the fruit in order to get the amount of protein I did, but once I researched a little bit more and realized that I didn't need as much protein as I thought, I could take a B12 supplement instead of getting B12 from animal products. I could also get protein from things like sprouted beans and eating things like greens that it just didn't, it didn't need to be in my lifestyle anymore, so I removed that. But there were definitely times where I was more stressed out than others, and it seemed like food would be a good way to kind of everybody has to do what's right for them. And for me, eating raw foods is really, it's like my sobriety. It's my peace. It's my, it allows me to feel really present in the moment because I'm eating foods that are oftentimes locally grown, oftentimes organic, and just in their whole ripe, raw, organic, fresh state. And it allows me to feel all those things when I'm eating those foods. My digestion isn't compromised. My energy level isn't compromised. My blood glucose levels aren't compromised. So I'm able to be a lot more present. I'm able to be a lot more aware of everything that I'm doing. And I'm able to just feel a lot more healed and present um, with my health, with my emotions. And it gives me the energy rather than to suppress the emotions that are coming up. Instead, rather, I have the ability to deal with them and find solutions to whatever issue might be bogging me down. And it's just been a really empowering experience. Educating myself about the benefits of a plant-based diet, the benefits of eating raw foods, the negative side effects of eating animal products has been integral in my transformation as well. So sometimes the process of letting go can take a little bit longer for certain people because they don't have that pressure on them. You know, if you have a gun to your head, it's going to be, you know, a much more stressful situation. People, for example, that are dealing with type 2 diabetes, you know, heart disease, cancer, those type of situations where it is you need to make a change now or else like you might end up losing your life. If you're not in the situation where you feel like you have to make a change and it's more of a personal choice, then I feel like sometimes it can be even more difficult because you have more flexibility. You're not as you're not as limited at that time. And it's interesting, like one of my yoga instructors, because I do have a lot of flexibility and I came to the my yoga practice when I was 19 with quite a bit of flexibility from dance. He said to me that it is more difficult to have more flexibility as a yogi rather than more strength because you have to learn how to control the flexibility And I think oftentimes people that have a lot of flexibility with what they are able to eat sometimes exercise in in such a way where it needs a lot more structure and strength in order for them to be able to really thrive and get the maximum benefit out of 
their life as a whole um, because if they're constantly trying new things all the time and they're constantly bouncing around rather than kind of sticking with a simple structure and doing the things that work and applying sort of those laying down those bricks that are working to create like a solid foundation for the house they want to build on top of it, the life they want to build on top of it, then it can be a little bit more difficult. It's important to keep your goals in mind, especially with raw foods. When I thought about letting go of eating cooked food, it was a it was a decision I had to make because I was feeling one level of health when I was eating cooked food occasionally and I was feeling a different level of health when I was eating entirely raw foods. And I had to make that choice and being like, yep, I know that I can be really healthy and probably not die of a chronic degenerative disease if I just stay vegan and eat cooked food occasionally and kind of have a little bit more of an open, loose perspective on things. But what I'm giving up is that level of health that I feel when I'm eating 100% raw. To me, it just wasn't worth it anymore. And I really feel so much better having let go of all of that. And it was a difficult process for sure just because I'm half Iranian, quarter German, quarter English. I come from a racially diverse background and I did grow up eating a lot of Iranian food, a lot of German-type dishes from my mom's side of the family and a lot of American cultural food as well. And my dad was a huge foodie, so I ate a lot of different types of cultural food, whether that be Japanese, Thai, Chinese, Brazilian food, Mexican food in Southern California. I mean, can't grow up without having Mexican food in Southern California. It's pretty much the best. Honestly, all types of different foods. It was a different cultural experience. I think in those different cultures, people make the best out of what they have, and it's interesting to kind of taste that recipe Because I feel like we all try to make the best out of what we have in our lives. And we're all given a different set of ingredients. I have a lot of respect for different chefs within the community that do that. And they still, you know, take the ingredients that they have and make some beautiful plate out of it. I have definitely a lot of respect for that. The artistic process of it, the gastronomic process for it, and the creativity that goes behind it. The positive aspect of having an open mind towards trying all that different cultural food and not just eating pizza, pasta, hamburgers, or whatever kind of more simpler foods that are commonly eaten. Um, And I definitely did grow up eating those foods. (laughs) It allowed me to also have an open mind towards a different lifestyle for myself. It actually, having that open mind allowed me to thrive as a raw foodist because it made me think, well, what else is possible? What other fruits have I not tried yet? What other fruits exist in different cultures and grow in different parts of the world? And I really want to try those. Specialty produce, which is an amazing place is just loaded with so many different varieties of things and I've enjoyed shopping and being a customer here for quite some time because it has exposed me to so many different varieties of things and letting go of those other attachments to different foods and different comforts that I had actually allowed me to try so much new food and changed my perception on what food is. It happens with other things in our lives as well where if we let go of the attachment of what we need in that moment and what's our comfort in that moment, we can let go of it for something that's even better. And it can be a difficult, fearful process at times to go through that. It definitely happens. I can say that for myself. And sometimes we have to find that bridge or build that bridge to get to the other side and find 
where we want to go versus where we are now and create a bridge over that gap to get there. And that is the growth process. That is the letting go of that land that we were once on. It actually reminds me right now of one of my yoga instructors telling us, would you rather suffer for 90 minutes or 90 years? Because Bikram yoga can be a bit of a difficult process to go through, but it is also very rewarding um, just from an objective level and all of the organs and all of the ligaments and so many of the different processes in the body that get worked through that style of yoga, it is really rewarding to be able to do that. And it you definitely, as, as much of a struggle the class can be, you will feel so much better after it's done. <laughs> so you might throw up, you might <laughs> be really dehydrated if you didn't hydrate properly beforehand, but you definitely will feel very invigorated in doing your best with what the postures are. Bringing that back to what we were talking about, sometimes the minimal amount of time that you suffer in the process of the change that has to happen between going through one habitual process to another isn't really as bad as we make it up to be. Sort of going back to that future planning like, well, this could happen and that could happen. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what will actually happen until you actually do it. So why not take that opportunity that you have to give it a try because it will probably be something that is going to be very beneficial for you and very enlightening and inspiring for you. Going back to the quote that I talked about earlier, the second half of it especially, when we are able to stretch the boundaries of our own mind, we make manifest a latent catalyst for origination within us. You get to experience your own ability to grow. And when you think about what we essentially are as beings, we're infinite. We're capable of doing a lot of different things. Some people are pro basketball players. Some people are really good at business. Some people are amazing farmers. Some people are wonderful mothers. When you think of any one individual that you know, they're multifaceted. Oftentimes people have you know, many different passions that they love and they maybe don't get to express those all the time, but they have a lot of different things that they enjoy doing. There are many different aspects of them that make up who they are. When I look at the human race, when I look at life in general, just my perspective is that really we are capable of doing such incredible things, especially with Olympic athletes. You know, you look at all they're capable of doing. I mean, it's amazing. And it really just takes that like laser beam focus, that practice of focusing on one thing so intently to the extent that you want to focus on it and creating the changes necessary to get that result that you're seeking or going at least in the direction of the result that you're seeking. You know, the change happens and you get to experience how capable you are, whether it's learning a new language or traveling someplace outside of your comfort zone, whether that's mentally or physically or any other way. You get to experience that. You get to experience your own growth firsthand and I feel like there's no more magical experience than that because you are having it and it's within you it's not outside of yourself people seek things outside of themselves in order to they think things have to be a certain way in order for them to be happy or in order for them to change they don't want to let go of the past because 
they think things need to be a certain way in order for that change or that process to take place. But it's really the giving up of the needing of all of those things to be a certain way that will allow the, the change to take place. You're going through the process where you're thinking about creating change. It's sometimes inspiring to remember that Newton's law Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. By being present, you open up to what you can do by creating the necessary change in the moment that you have. And even if it's a small change in a given direction, which you want to go to for yourself, not for anybody else, but creating those changes for yourself is going to create other changes in your life. You more, you may have people around you that get sub- really inspired by your own change and that makes them want to change. I think social media has been a really amazing tool to share inspiration because everybody has different things that inspire them. I get really inspired by seeing people live their authentic self, whether it's an amazing gentleman dancing in heels and creating choreography that is very true to himself. I'm alluding to Giannis Marshall, if you guys are not if don't know who that is, but um I think like seeing him and having had his class in the past, seeing him live his life on the dance floor and be his authentic self is just really inspiring to see. It's not something that you oftentimes see a guy dancing in heels and kind of in more of a culturally accepted feminine way, more so than for a man. He is living his life and doing what he wants to do. And I think seeing that and appreciating that within him allows me to feel even more wow if he can do that what am I capable of it makes just as much I think I've had several friends that have changed their diets and lifestyles to more of a raw plant-based or even cooked plant-based low-fat diet that have seen tremendous changes within their health they've been able to reverse stage four brain cancer with raw foods be no longer type 2 diabetic by having raw foods as their main source of calories. It's been amazing to see those changes happen and just see the vibrant level of health that they're able to have. They just glow. They're so happy from the inside out. It's a mental practice, a physical practice, spiritual practice, and emotional practice of growth in all of those areas when you learn to just let go of the things that you feel need to be perfect in order for you to change or let go of the things that are holding you back, different addictive behaviors, binge-type behaviors, and so on. I feel like there have been even things that have happened within the dance community in regards to body image. That's something that's really, really huge within the dance community is body image and appearance, whether it be for health reasons or oftentimes aesthetics, that people can get very hooked on, or dancers specifically can get very hooked on a specific body type that they want to achieve to the extent that it actually takes away from them enjoying the process of dance. They get so wrapped up in their appearance and what it looks like rather than how they actually feel while they're doing it. And it can actually be really damaging towards people and can lead to different mental health issues being, you know, eating disorders, which are a mental health issue. Knowing some dancers that have recovered from eating disorders, it's the letting go of needing their body to be a certain way in order to enjoy it 
that was their real breakthrough. And it's really inspiring to hear that because I know there's a lot of younger students that are going through their teenage years where they're experiencing their body change. They're getting taller. Their body might be changing in different areas. And it can be a really deep time of self-consciousness. And we all go through these times in our lives where one stressor or one outside influence or sometimes an internal influence, in this case, you know, like hormonal activity, is influencing our body's changes happening. And we are having to let go of the fact that we're no longer a child anymore and we're growing into different people. And that process of that growth is something that has to take place. You're not going to look like a nine-year-old for your whole life. It's just how it is. And learning to let go of that image that you had of yourself that you were younger and thinking that you need to stay looking like that the rest of your life, especially because we live in such a society that really crowns youth as such a achievement if you're able to maintain it in any aspect. The beauty industry really, really uses youth as such a selling point and such an influence on people's psychology towards their self-worth when really everybody is worthy of feeling happy and good in their own skin and it doesn't depend on what you look like from the outside to feel that. It's amazing to see those dancers that have healed from those things because they did go through it. They went through the depths of it. They got the help that they needed and they came out the other end and dance became their medicine through getting through it. Oftentimes I think what helps us really let go of negative behaviors is just bringing more of the things that we love into our life to get that same level of gratification. You know, if you're a singer and you love singing, sing just because you want to, not because you're getting paid to do it, not because you're on stage for the matinee show that afternoon. Sing just because it makes you happy. Sing just because you want to, even if your pitch is a little bit off. You know, go shoot some hoops if you enjoyed basketball. Go do whatever makes you happy. Go look at artwork. Go do things that inspire you, not necessarily to distract you, but to either experience that place within inside of yourself that can create the change, either whether that's being inspired by other people doing it or just by taking those gradual steps towards realizing that you are capable of making the change that you want to in your life for yourself, not anyone else, and it being a positive experience for you in multiple aspects of your life as well as an inspiring experience for yourself and others. I do want you guys to reach out to me if you have a time where you found yourself dwelling on a situation from your past. And even if you don't want to reach out to me, I just really encourage you to really think about a time where you found yourself dwelling on a situation from your past and think about how that makes you feel. Think about the things that do ignite happiness within you, that do help you feel good, that do lift your mood. Sort of bring more of that into your life when you're feeling down or when you're feeling like you're not able to change. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. 
I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.